0: Soda Burning Thumbs brought to you by Cream City Central, the first edition, episode twenty. We can finally talk about baseball games. How are you feeling about it, Ryan?
1: Well, let's just say we had a good one weekend of baseball, and that's all I can say right now. Because it is currently Monday, July twenty-seventh, and this morning I woke up to the news that the Miami Marlins have basically infected the whole league again
0: okay well before we get into this do you have a beverage of choice today
1: no i'm going dry
0: <laughs> oh that's that's a bold move right there
1: yeah but 20 minutes later i'm gonna be a little raspy so
0: yeah in about 20 minutes you're gonna be like hold up pause gotta go get a glass of water
1: no it'll be when you start rambling and i'll go get some water
0: all right i respect that i respect that
1: Yes, right. you'll think I'm listening, but, you know, I'm actually getting water.
0: <laughs> I don't think you ever listen to me. I don't know anybody who listens to me.
1: Eh, you go on your rants, and the same as I do with anybody, I just kind of blankly stare straight, and sometimes it goes in through one ear, out through the other.
0: I respect that.
1: But right. yeah, can we talk about the Marlins and what's going on right now? Because you seem optimistic from when we talked before, but I am not Optimistic about the league and the season resuming.
0: Here's my thing. At this point, and like I said, like you said before, this is Monday the twenty-seventh, so this could all go downhill in two days when we post this. Well,
1: usually after we record about like an hour twenty later, minutes later,
0: something comes out. Yeah. yeah,
1: and then we're just like, eh, what are you gonna do?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. And this time being, it's only Miami that's been affected. Now there could be a couple Philly players. Um, but they have stopped the philly New York Yankees games for tonight at least um until they get test results back and At this point, if it's only one team, there's thirty other or there's twenty nine other teams that are doing completely fine
1: well, so my in- so my
0: thought process is is like obviously you're gonna have to figure out the schedule in that area of the country and how they're gonna do the schedule, but for the rest of the league, everybody else is fine,
1: well, yeah, and I mean I'm Didn't they kind of put a system in place with, like, the taxi squad? So, you know, the Marlins are going to be fielding a team. Obviously, it's going to be a lot of AAA guys, AA guys, but wasn't that kind of the point? Because they kind of expected this to happen at one point or another.
0: And that's the thing. Like, they planned for this, and they even said, like, before everything started, they said, we're not going to stop the league because of a couple cases in a team. Now, obviously, a couple cases, you know, there's, I think, like, 14 between players and coaches as of right now, from what I've heard. But still, I don't think there's any reason to put a halt on everything when it's only really affected one team heavily and maybe two with the Phillies. We just haven't gotten those results yet.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. I just, with how things go with the virus, I am a little bit pessimistic because you know there is a lot of overreacting, whether it's warranted or not. And, you know, MLB, they're going to get cases and then... Who knows, people are going to be clamoring for them to shut down. And then other people are going to be clamoring to stay open. It's just, I wouldn't want to be in that position right now. I honestly didn't expect after the first weekend for things to start going downhill.
0: Well, I mean, if there would be one team to put things downhill, it would be the Miami Marlins.
1: Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's just like, that makes sense. If there were to be one team to screw this all up, it would be Miami.
1: But, you know, like I said, we had a good weekend of baseball. Kind of. I mean, not really if you're a Brewer fan. Uh, It was a little little rough. My predictions were, let's see, I only predicted one thing out of like three correct, and that was... I
0: feel like everything went the opposite of what you said.
1: Well, I mean, the Brewers beat you, Darvish, and I predicted that.
0: Yes, you did.
1: I I think we both said 2-1. I mean, we were a little optimistic for a sweep. Maybe we were just excited, but I honestly thought... I, I I
0: was not optimistic for a sweep. I didn't think we would sweep. Oh. I said that'd be a cherry on top. I didn't think we would sweep, though.
1: See, I think I remember. I said, like, if we beat Hendricks, then I'm optimistic for a sweep. But I could not have predicted that opening day against Kyle Hendricks that the only guy that would have gotten a hit on our team was Orlando Arcia.
0: Yeah, and before we get too deep into that, just one more note on the updates of the season so far. Just to throw it out there, Luis Urias is officially clear to play and is currently in Appleton um, getting ready for the season. So that's a bright spot for me um, into the review of the series. Just wanted to get that out there quick.
1: do we need Urias? Apparently, Arcia is like the NL batting champ, so...
0: Yeah, I know. I literally wrote that (laughs) in our outline. I was like, Arcia came out and played opening day.
1: No, I mean... And who knows, he could be that player that, I mean, this is the first time in however many years since he's been called up that he actually has to play with a little bit of pressure that somebody could take his starting spot.
0: Yeah, and I think Council said it in his post-game press conference over Zoom, which is still weird. But he said that his aggressiveness probably helped himself out against Hendricks just because he is a little bit over aggressive at the plate. And that probably did help him out against Hendricks. I mean, he went three for three. Like, I was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting that out of anybody.
1: I've been looking at a lot of things, and it does look like Arcia has changed his mechanics a little bit from last season. Uh, It looks like he's keeping his weight back a little bit longer. He's given himself a, I don't know what to call it, when you keep the barrel through the strike zone for a longer amount of time. You yeah, know.
0: I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now. he's
1: changed that a little bit. So his barrel's in the zone for a little bit longer than it used to be. And so far, I mean, he's our best hitter on our team. We can't, you can't really deny that. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, he's doing really well. Like, hats off to him. And also, hats off to Hendricks. I mean, I when you're yeah. throwing a complete game shutout, like, there's nothing you could do about it. He was hot. He was throwing well. Hats off to him.
1: Well, he's a bona fide ace, I mean he's good you can't deny that I had people talk to me like where did Hendricks come from I'm like what are you talking about he's been good for like five years
0: <laughs> yeah like he's so he's
1: a solid very good number one pitcher um I, I actually really enjoy watching Hendricks I think we talked about this last episode just because he's very good at mixing up his pitches and yeah that not,
0: change up was well, stupid good
1: he's not prototypical he's like the modern day version of Greg Maddox, but yeah. obviously still not as good. I wish I could have watched Greg Maddox playing his prime, but Hendrix is what Greg Maddox was, and when Hendrix is clicking, he is nearly impossible to hit, as the brewer showed.
0: Yeah, and another player who's come out, and I don't want to say like surprised me because I knew like he would be good, but Smoke is also really looking good at the plate as well.
1: Yeah, he was doing pretty well in summer camp and uh he's one of those players that I expect to have really good highs and then also when he levels off you know, like really poor lows. He's that very, is, he,
0: I think, the perfect description of him. Thank you. You're welcome. That was but, perfect.
1: He almost reminds me of like uh he's I don't know. Remember Adam Dunn?
0: You don't, uh, shut up! I remember Adam Lind. <laughs>
1: no, Adam Dunn played for the Reds, the National. I mean, he was, he was okay. basically a guy that would hit forty home runs a season, but also strike out two hundred and ten times.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm but with you.
1: He would hit, but like that's what he reminds me of a little bit. Like he's swinging for the fences, and when he's hot, he's hot. Like you're not getting him out. You don't want to throw it over the plate because Smoke's gonna put it in the stands.
0: Yeah. And speaking of someone who put one in the stands, but uh, is really not looking too hot right now, Christian Yelich, carrying over some of his, well, apparently they weren't struggles in summer camp. He's doing a Bobby Eucher impression, but you know, he's missed a couple of fastballs down the middle that, hopefully, within a week should be going 450 dead center.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember. When we previewed this series I was like you know what yellowlich is he's a gamer he's gonna start hitting he's gonna start hitting well and he hit the one homer and I thought that would change it up you know like get his confidence you know get his seeing see the ball a little bit better but then the next day he strikes out three times I'm like there's something going on I don't know if yellowlich is I mean every player is different especially in the situation that we're in right now and it's just interesting to see how they are performing because of it
0: And I don't think, I honestly don't think it's that big of a deal. I think he's talked about it and he's having struggles just seeing the ball at the plate. And, you know, to some extent that's normal, Um, especially going, you know, they were almost ready to play baseball and then you have a hiatus for four months and then now you're trying to get back and get into it. And seeing live pitching again in a game situation is a lot different, no matter how many live VPs you do during practice. I truly think it is different. And... You know, I'm not worried. And even, you know, I couldn't really watch a lot of the game yesterday because I was working, but I was able to see some at-bats. And from the looks of it, I mean, he's making contact. Like, he's not, like, completely whiffing at everything. He's making contact. It just needs to straighten out a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I hate the people that – I absolutely hate them. Like, I will say the word hate. They make me very upset. Are the people that overreact – The first game, second game, like the first series, you already have people overreacting.
0: Oh, are you talking about our whole Cream City Central Brewers group chat?
1: Well, I'm just talking about in general (laughs) because, yeah, the group chat as well as just you'll see Twitter. Twitter. It's just like, are you kidding me? Like, give these guys like 15 games. Like, I know it's a shorter season, but you got to give them 15 games. And the thing is,
0: it's like, yeah, it's a shorter season, but also we still have 57 games yet to play.
1: Yeah, it's like the first game. We're going to figure it out. The first game against Hendricks to give fans a look, you know, Cream City Central, the people that host our podcast. Well, we host it, but they are a partner company. We have a group chat and it's just the first. By the third inning. It was like the third inning. Like, we can't hit.
0: (laughs) It's like, shut up.
1: (laughs) I think I said that. I'm like, can we? Are we gonna keep this negativity up for like seventy eight games or? Oh 60 yeah, I think games?
0: I, I think I liked that message in the group chat because it's so, so true. I'm like, but.
1: shut! I'm like, shut the hell up! Like, yeah, our offense isn't working tonight. We're facing Kyle Hendricks, one of the best pitchers in the NL. He's an All Star, and these people just are so obnoxious. Like, oh, Christian Yelich is off. Oh, our oh. offense sucks. We're inconsistent. Our pitching sucks. All and I'm like, shut the hell up! It. <laughs> It's the first, like, yeah, if we're still struggling by game 20, yeah, then you need to start looking into who's struggling, who's not, you know, maybe giving guys some extra reps, some less reps, but still, like, calm down, people. It's the first series. Yeah, it did not go as we wanted it to, obviously, but there were still things to look at as positive throughout the series, and instead of focusing on the negatives, how about we focus on that, because our offense struggled, but... Our lineup is composed in a way where it shouldn't struggle all season.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about more of this later, but I'll bring it up now because you did talk about the positives. And one that I I kind of expected and I kind of hoped for, but completely blew out my expectations, was Eric Lauer. Went 2.2 innings yesterday, struck out six batters, I believe, and only maybe had one reach base. Yeah, He was really good. Everything was looking really good. When I
1: was watching, I was like, why? Because I always thought he was just going to be a starter, but apparently they want to bring him out of the bullpen.
0: Well, I think he will have starts this year. And, you know, we'll talk about the whole pitching situation later because it is one of our big topics to talk about. But I think there will be a lot of switching around in the rotation uh, this year. Just in general, I don't think there's really going to be a locked rotation for the year.
1: No, but, I mean, if Lauer's going to keep pitching like that, he will be locked as a starter. Absolutely. I mean, that was, I mean, I I saw, especially a day like yesterday, you know, Mm -hmm. Brewers lose 9-1. It's like, is there any positives in this game? And he was the one bright spot.
0: Absolutely. And one other interesting point to point out about the first three games is we've already seen three different hitters in the DH rule. So I can see Counts is a little bit excited about having that new tool to work with this season.
1: Yeah, and that kind of goes against what I was thinking where it would just be like one set guy. But I don't know. I mean, let guys have a little bit of rest. I don't know if it's, you know, it just confuses me because sometimes I do really believe that players need to stay in the field to stay in a rhythm. But, I mean, I don't not, know. what what do I know? I'm not Craig Council. I'm not an MLB manager. So, who cares what I think, right?
0: Yeah, and so, just if you didn't know, they had Braun starting out opening day, which I was definitely happy to see. Keep the opening day streak going. Uh, we had Christian Yelich, DH, on Saturday. And then Logan Morrison finished it off on Sunday. So, that'll be definitely something interesting to see that as the season goes on, if it may be comes down to more of one player who's doing it or if it'll be every night there's going to be a different batter in there
1: see and this is one of the things that kind of like i know council is this way but in 60 games i don't like he usually in a 162 game season he's very good about giving players rest letting other players play whatever changing up the lineup but i think in a 60 game sprint you need to play your best players as much as possible like a guy like logan morrison I don't really see the need for him to have that many at bats, especially a start. I really don't.
0: I do because he was good and he showed up in summer camp.
1: Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I would rather see. I mean, Braun still okay. But to put this, but but to put
0: this in perspective, though, is like last year that would have been Freddie Peralta in that spot. So it's like, who do you want more? Do you want Logan Morrison in that spot, or do you want Freddie Peralta?
1: I don't know, Logan Morrison barely played on a team last season, so who knows?
0: <laughs> well, the answer was Logan Morrison, um, but I digress.
1: But I, I'm just thinking out loud because I really, I don't know, like you need to have these guys that have bonafide have been playing very well for a certain amount of time. Like Morrison is, you know, he's just signed on this season as kind of like a, what was it, like a tryout and then he got signed to the team, which good for him. That's a great story, but I would rather see a guy like Smoke get more at-bats. I'd rather see a guy like Braun, when he comes back, get way more at-bats. You know, just certain situations like that. A guy like, I would rather see a guy like Brock Holt or Solgard get more at-bats.
0: I mean, and who knows? Like, we're three games into this thing, so it'll really no, be No, I'm overreacting.
1: Laugh. <laughs> Never mind. Yes. I'm overreacting.
0: Yes, you are. <sighs> yes, you are. And honestly, I'm one of those people, I do think, obviously, there's less Significantly less games than there would be in a normal season. But also, I don't think it's that big of a sprint that people are discussing. Because my thing is, like, everybody's saying, well, now every game matters. It's like, no, every game has always mattered. If you look back in 2017, we were one win away from making it into the postseason. There was one game in there that we could have won that we didn't win and affected us in September. So I don't think it's much of a sprint that people are talking about. Obviously, there will be teams, you know, there's a little things are going to look weird in the standings, but especially to another thing that happened this week that I didn't write down is the expanded playoffs. So, your first two teams in every division is making it into the postseason, as well as I think two additional teams. So, I don't think it's that much of a sprint that people are talking about. I just don't think it is.
1: Yeah, I mean. We'll see, because I think if a team starts to fall behind five, six, seven games in the standings, I think that is a kind of a way bigger gap than it would be in a normal season.
0: Yeah, but the Brewers were five games behind September 1st of 2018, and we won the division. Okay. A lot can happen in two weeks of baseball. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like A lot can happen in two weeks where I'm not really putting that much weight on anything, I mean, obviously every game counts, but it's always counted.
1: Well, yeah, I know what you mean. I, And kind of moving forward, you know, I'm kind of, obviously we lost to the clubs, but next series we have the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, looks like starters are going to be Adrian Hauser, Josh Lindblom, who I am so excited to watch, and we got you and Woodruff. You both,
0: again. man. I'm so excited to watch him pitch.
1: Yep, we have, and then we have Woodruff in the last game of the series, who I think pitched very well in his start, would he give up, like, two runs, three runs?
0: Yeah, and I think that's one thing. I'll talk about it now, and we can touch on it um, later. But for me, like, when people always talk about, like, a quality start in baseball, what is it, like, six innings? I think something it's like six that.
1: innings, three earned runs or less.
0: Yeah, so for me, I've kind of adopted the Brewers quality start, where if, A pitcher can give us five innings with two or three runs. I think we'll always have a decent chance to win a game.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, in a game like with the Brewers, you know, Woodruff versus Hendricks, he had no offense behind him. He is very rarely going to win a game like that, where the only player that gets a hit on your team is Orlando Arcia. Exactly. And Woodruff pitched good. I think he looked good. I mean, he, he walked a little bit more people than he usually does, but i I think that's more just you know first start of the year kind of getting your feel back on the mound against a new team, but I was actually really excited watching him he looked like the ace that he's supposed to be, and you know he's still humming the ball he's still throwing it hard and i think yeah he there our... was
0: a couple that were like ninety eight and I was like okay would you have well you can... know
1: when he's rearing it back when he knows he's about to get pulled and you know you've seen him touch triple digits it's fun to watch man this guy yeah. can he can really throw the ball and he is, I would say, a bona fide starter, bona fide ace, and I fully expect him to continue pitching well throughout the season.
0: Yeah, I think it was funny because uh, Rock and Brett Anderson or er, Brett Anderson, good lord, Brian Anderson both touched on it uh, in the first couple of innings that like both starters were like throwing a couple miles per hour faster. Like Woodruff was constantly at ninety six, ninety seven, and Hendricks was throwing a little bit. I mean. Compared to Woodruff, it's not that fast, but (laughs) for him it was a lot faster. And so I think there was definitely some anxiousness to get back on the mound, which was cool to see because you could tell that they were excited to be playing games again.
1: It is really weird watching with no fans still. It's an adjustment for me for sure.
0: Yeah, it's weird at first, but then like once you kind of get into the game, it's like not that weird because I think the fake noise kind of, you know you just kind of like drown it out and it just, you're focusing on the game. But then when they like pan out before a commercial break and it's like, oh, that's right. Stands are empty.
1: Yeah. But like, don't, don't you feel like the player, like, I don't know. Like, what would you be thinking as oh, a player? Oh, I think it's like, different
0: for the players. Do you think sure. it's
1: like not as competitive as what it should be?
0: If anything, I think it, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like we already had, you know, some benches start to clear, nothing happened, but. And what was it, Saturday? That things started to get a little bit chippy. But that's how it always is. Uh, You know, dugouts are always chirping at each other all the time. You just don't hear it or really notice it much because of the fans. But I don't know if it's less competitive. I think if there is one thing that it would affect is kind of like in big moments, you kind of expect like the roar of the crowd to kind of bring you, get you going and like bring you more energy and you know, without it, you know, I feel like that'd be kind of weird.
1: Exactly. I I just I don't know. I I feel like watching it is still a little bit weird. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the more I watch it, the more I'll get used to it. But it is like a thing where I'm like, it just feels like a scrimmage, kind of like when you play in high school or something. And you're scrimmaging a team. There's really no stakes, but you're still playing competitively. That's what it feels yeah. like to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what my thing too is. Like, I feel like I feel like we're in like spring training before the season. That's why. I feel like maybe I'm like I feel like I'm sometimes underreacting because we lost the series to the Cubs and I feel like everybody's like oh here we go and I'm like I don't know but also like it doesn't really feel like games are mattering right now because there is nobody in the stands. Well
1: exactly and people are I think they're cautious about getting too invested because obviously we see what happened with the Marlins like things can change at a moment's notice and maybe that's what the players are feeling too. It's just a very weird situation, and like I think it's I don't know if we'll ever get used to it this season.
0: No, it's definitely a weird season for sure, and one that you know I'll always remember looking back at baseball, but
1: you know what I was thinking? Know.
0: what were you thinking?
1: if the season ended, you know, like say they just were like, you know we're pulling the plug, whatever the Marlins thing scared us, and every team only played like three or four games. Do you think like in the stat books, they would just cut the season out completely, or do you think they would like When you go on baseball for reference, you would see everybody with like a 2019 season, 150 games, and then four.
0: Yeah, I think you bring up an interesting point because there is a rule. I forget how many games exactly it is, but to be an official MLB season, I think there has to be at least 50 games. I could be very wrong. I feel like it's around that number, 50, 55. So it is interesting if they. Like, we'll just scratch it from the books, you know, and all. Like, that's an interesting point. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it is weird. I don't know what I would do in that situation.
0: But let's not talk about that because I don't think it'll happen.
1: What else we got? Pitching staff we're going to talk about because there is some big things going on with the pitching staff that I think need to be addressed.
0: Yeah, there's quite the dilemma. We already talked about it. Woodruff was solid in opening day. Um, I'm not worried. I'm not too concerned. I think he'll be fine. Also, people are calling Burns' start subpar, which, what, he only went like three-ish innings? But I don't think he pitched that bad. I think it was just the pitch count that got to him.
1: He didn't give up six runs like he usually does, so...
0: Wow. That was kind of harsh, not going to lie.
1: Yeah, I mean, but like, he struck some people out, but, you know, he did the whole Corbin board... Corbin Burns thing where he looked like he had a lot of potential but still struggled a little bit.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't bad.
1: No. Freddie Peralta on the other hand, what would you consider that start?
0: He started out decent, which was weird, because normally he struggles in the first inning and then kind of settles in. But this time he was fine in like the first and even the second inning. And then Hal went downhill.
1: I just want Freddie Peralta to be good so bad. I honestly do. Like, I'm a big Freddie Peralta fan. I just want him to be good, but it's... Do you remember another Peralta that the Brewers had that had a lot of potential a few years ago, Willie Peralta? Yes, I do. It. It's kind of reminiscent of a Willie Peralta.
0: A little bit. I can just, like, picture you in front of your TV, like, while Peralta was starting. Just like, please be good. Please, just be good.
1: Because I defend him, because I think he has a lot of potential, and he's still super young, but... Man, that guy, he is inconsistent, like as can be. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, he is kind of inconsistent. He's but. one of the
1: only pitchers that I know that can, like, say he pitches four innings, he won't even have two good innings in a row. He'll be like, his first and third inning will be good. <laughs> and then, this will be like the fourth. first yeah. and
0: fourth inning.
1: It's like he has no momentum. He just rides it all. Like, it's every single inning is a new experience. And it's kind of fun to watch, but it's a little nerve wracking.
0: Yeah, but I attribute that also to, like, his youth because he is very young. Like, How much a-
1: longer until Lauer starts in his place?
0: Well, I don't know. And, and, you know, that goes, I touched on it before, but Council from the beginning of this season and even going back in his spring training, he never really seemed to believe that he would have, like, a complete locked-in rotation, like, knowing five guys, like, knowing in a month from now who is going to be starting. Like, he never really seemed to have that plan. He always kind of said, you know, we'll see who's pitching good. And if somebody's not, you know, we're going to switch them out. Because the Brewers do have a lot of guys who can start. Because you have Brett Anderson, who's still technically on IL, but he'll be back soon. You have Eric Lauer, you know, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, uh, Adrian Hauser, Lynn Blum, Woodruff.
1: I don't see. Like, there's see... a lot
0: of guys there who can start.
1: Maybe Souter.
0: Yeah, I think Council seemed pretty... I mean, maybe he'll make a spot start if he needs to due to injury, but I think he's found his spot in the bullpen.
1: That must have broke your heart a little bit to watch him struggle. Yeah. You but don't, really, like if every... you
0: think about it, it was the first time he was struggling since coming back from Tommy John, if you yeah, go back true. into last season. So, like, I'll give him... <laughs> I'll cut him some slack for that <laughs> right? one. Right,
1: like, just phenomenal last season.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, he was unstoppable for throwing... 80 miles an hour and it's like all right you can have one bad outing I won't
1: the only guy I see not hanging around as a starter would be probably Corbin Burns really I just I think he's even more inconsistent than Peralta and I think his arm is built a little bit more so as a bullpen arm because he I
0: would disagree with you he
1: throws hard I mean he's got two pitches right that's kind of a bullpen thing I feel like
0: He doesn't have two pitches. What are you talking about?
1: I mean, he throws his fastball a lot, and he throws a slider, which that slider is nasty, but that's like also a bullpen thing where it's like, you know, he can go two innings, give you two good innings, but I feel like a starter needs to be a little bit more consistent.
0: I don't know. My thing is, I'm going off of a couple things, is one, even going into last year after all of his struggles, and I think they talked about it in September, that David Stearns and Craig Council still believe that he will be a starter and they're still going about it like he will be a starter. Two, he spent, I think he only took a week or two off in between after the season ended and he was back in Arizona and he was in the pitching lab five days out of the week pitching and working on stuff. And Eric Lauer also talked about working in the pitching lab. And I think... It's a tool that obviously seemed to work for Lauer, and I think we saw improvement with Burns. So I think it is something that I think there was improvement, and he was able to cash in on some stuff that maybe he couldn't see um, just through video. And I still think he will be a starter. I don't think he'll be a great starter, but he'll definitely be like your three or four starter.
1: Yeah, where he has a couple starts where he's, like, absolutely dominant, and then you kind of know that another one to even out his ERA is coming up pretty soon.
0: (laughs) Not even that. Like, just not, like, you know, maybe goes four or five innings and gives up three or four runs.
1: Ooh. That's not,
0: like, I'm saying, like, he's not going to be great. He's going to have some clunkers, but he's also going to look good in some outings. Like, he's just not going to be, you know, he's not going to be an ace, and not everybody can be an ace.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I would see, see, I see his Peralta a little bit more in that role than I see Burns.
0: See, I'm the other way around. I see, because Freddie only has his fastball.
1: It's not even, he doesn't even throw it that hard. That's what I don't get.
0: (laughs) It's because it moves. Well, he's got a nasty,
1: he's got a really nasty curve though. When it's working, he can throw that Yeah, when it's,
0: that's the key word though, is when it's working. All right. And that's, and that's what I'm saying is like, wouldn't that be more of a bullpen-ish thing? But they also see him as a starter. So I don't know. That's where I'm saying, like, I don't think Counts will have, like, a lockdown rotation all season because I think guys will move around. And, you know, maybe we see some stacked starts, if you will, where a guy's going to pitch three innings and then another guy's going to come in and pitch another three and then see, just finish it I, off with relievers.
1: But, like, I see, I'm a big believer that guys need to get in a rhythm. And sometimes I think with Council, I feel like, he prevents certain pitchers from doing that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yes and no.
1: Okay. Well, you'll never say anything bad about Council ever. So.
0: Oh, I've said some bad stuff about Council. No way. Yeah, way.
1: When? Not I to don't know, me. At some point.
0: At some point. No, not to you. Because I mean, granted, we've only played three games, so there really hasn't been much to um. I'm just talking hasn't about been in general. Much surface area. No, but, like, in general, there has been stuff where I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that was stupid.
1: Like, he just gets excited and pulls pitchers after, like, the fourth inning just because?
0: No, I'm talking, I'm trying to think. There was one time last year where I was like, I love you, man, but, like, what are you doing?
1: I don't think a pitcher will ever throw a complete game if Council's the manager.
0: Absolutely not. (laughs)
1: Like, Kyle Kyle Hendricks would never have been able to throw a three-hit shutout council would have had him out after the fifth inning five and two thirds
0: okay that's that's excessive I think that's what the only chance that's
1: that's my biggest thing I think he's very good at managing the pitch uh the batting lineup I think sometimes with the pitching he struggles a little bit leaving guys in when he probably should because I mean you've seen it I mean it works but it also has backfired on him
0: okay here is how and I'm And this is how Council runs the pitching rotation. I'm not saying it's good, I'm not saying it's bad, but this is how it's run. He runs it based off of, he doesn't like to see pitchers go through the third time through the batting order. Statistically, it shows that pitchers struggle, and that's where a lot of runs come from. That's where a lot of runs are produced. So typically, that's why we see a lot of shorter starts from Brewers pitchers, because he, they only really go through the batting order two times. Now, there are specific instances. It's happened a couple times with Brandon Woodruff um, and with them, some other guys in the past where they have been on a roll and Council can see that there really hasn't been any let-up in um, miles per hour on any of their pitches. All of their pitches are breaking the same or even better, where then he is more comfortable going through the third time through the batting order. But the first time, he sees... A mistake or he seems a ball that doesn't break good or a hit that's hit too hard that's when he pulls
1: yeah like immediately
0: yeah and the first sign of fatigue the first sign of struggle is when he pulls because he's he's under the understanding that he'd rather pull too soon than too late
1: which okay I can give him that but you know it's just different styles I guess
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, and um, and again, it it's just how he likes to see the pitching um work out. And obviously, there's been success with it here, and there has been a couple instances where it's like, okay, you know, you could have kept him in longer, but I would argue that maybe there'd be more instances where it's like, okay, you could have pulled him three batters ago.
1: Yeah, for sure. But the last thing I want to talk about is tonight, obviously, the Brewers start a new series against the Pirates. Uh, do we have any predictions for that? I don't know. Last time I predicted things, things went really off.
0: Things went south. Yeah, things, <laughs> things went, went south, south pretty real quick. quick.
1: So I'm going to stay away from the predictions for this series. I don't know what you got.
0: Um I don't know. Like I like what do you want me? I think
1: like Pirates are still bad, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, here, let me let me pull up who their pitchers are going to be quick. I did not look at that. I was only looking at our pitchers. Okay. Like,
1: one is Brault is tonight for the Pirates.
0: Yeah. which, eh, doesn't really scare me.
1: It scares me when we can't generate more than two hits in a row.
0: Well, that'll come. That'll come. Don't overreact. Don't overreact, Oh, yeah, Ryan. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Don't overreact. i becoming the have...
1: person I hate.
0: <laughs> yes, you are. Then we have Holland. Is that Greg Holland? No, I believe...
1: Gold. I didn't... I didn't There's even know a he D still Holland. played. Oh yeah, Derek Collins, sorry. Yeah,
0: Derek, that's his name.
1: I yeah, he used to have the mustache.
0: I couldn't tell you.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I <laughs> I'm not scared of Brault or Holland.
0: And then we have Musgrove.
1: Okay, I mean, Musgrove can give us a challenge, but you know Who what? It looks Af- like
0: it was their opening day starter. After
1: hearing that, yeah, he- uh Keller, Mitch Keller and Joe Musgrove are actually pretty good starters, so I'm glad yeah. we're we're going against these guys towards the back end of their rotation but you know what after that we're going 2-1 yeah I think we're winning winning the first two games you know I think Musgrove at the end of the series will be a little bit tougher I know he had a very good first start so you know what chalk it up as an L hopefully we win but 2-1 leave the series uh, what finished record three and three I mean after the first two series that's still on track that's doing just fine for me
0: yeah I'm with you on that one I think you'll start to see some hitters get more locked in I think I think Christian Ellich is really really close um just judging by some of the contact that he had yesterday he seems close um who else I think has Brock Holt gotten in at bat yet
1: I haven't been remembering things too good lately
0: (laughs) wow love that but right. I don't remember.
1: d I, I'm I getting remember. old.
0: No, yeah. I think he has yet to get net bat. Maybe, maybe he's at a couple. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. So I think we'll see some action out of him. I'm hoping yeah, I to think see we need some a little more bit production. More,
1: I think we just we definitely need more out of Yelich and Hira. Like that's also a guy because yes. Yelich has been doing so bad that I feel like Hira has kind of slid under the radar in that first series. But we definitely need more out of those guys.
0: Yep, and I'm hoping to see some more production out of Eric Sogard as well, just leading off the well, lineup. I
1: I mean, I've talked about him before. I'm I know not, you
0: don't agree with it, but.
1: I put Brock Holt there. Sogard, yeah. he's not the answer. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely would like to see some Brock Holt action in this series coming up as maybe well.
1: Maybe Healy. Maybe put Healy out there for this series. I don't know.
0: Well, I thought, maybe, thought with your whole Brock Holt thing that you would want Brock Holt.
1: Well, so why if not, not start out your. If he's not going to play Brock Holt, I would rather have him play Healy than Sogard.
0: Okay. Okay. That's where you're coming from. Yep. Got you.
1: But, anyways, I think that's all we have for today. Olivia, have any messages for uh, the fans moving forward?
0: Yeah. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Sponsor. Thank you. Oh, yep, that's that's what's up next. Uh, make sure you check out Home Sweet Ballpark. We do have a discount code. Use Bernie's Bums, all caps, 15 for 15% off your order. Uh, we talked about them before. Um, super cool t-shirts, also hats. So make sure you go check her out. Um, that's all I got. Ryan, you do your promo.
1: Hey, got nothing much for you guys. Obviously, go follow Cream City Central. Uh, let us know your reactions to some of these games. You know, some of the what's council's been doing with the lineups. You know, let us know. We will definitely talk about it on the pod. We'll answer any questions. We'll reach out to you guys. And yeah, you know, just have fun with it. The season started, so I'm really excited. And you know, there's no reason why you know this season can't be a great season, even though there's no fans in the stadiums.
0: No doubt about that. You guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next week. Stay safe.